Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight. We've just spent one full hour doing bookkeeping and Ghostslinger hates me for it. Ghostslinger, <laughs> introduce the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Who are you? That's about right. <laughs> I'm Ghostslinger, the best of the best at this point because I have all the good stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff. What good stuff do you have? All of it. Mm. She has a collection of hats, I guess. She has a hat collection of hats. I mean, that's- yeah, yeah, I have a hat collection. She has a collection stolen mugs of mugs, teacups, cutlery, jewelry, money. She's stolen everything she can get her hands ah, on. So yeah. she is playing a level six hoarder. You're not a rogue. <laughs> you're a thief. <laughs> she's she's a ninja ninja thief. Hello? Bob's back. Oh no. Oh, no. Hello, Larry. Bad things are happening. Hi, Larry. Oh, he can't hear us because we're in your head. He can't hear us. Got <laughs> earbud. Yeah. That's my family come to get my grandma. I hope so. Last time, you guys did some stuff. Who wants to talk about what you did? Dad, you don't get to talk about what you did. What you get to do is you get to tap the screen on the iPad, then hit the one that looks like a microphone. <laughs> Good man. All right, you get to listen to what we did last time. Who wants to do it? Oh, I know who gets to do it. Zika, nope. you get to do nope. it. Nope, nope, not it. Yep, yep, you're a special guest. You have to do it. Uh, as long as you're on the podcast, I'm going to keep torturing with you. Yeah, but I have short-term memory loss. Um, yeah, but this was so long ago, it's long-term memory loss now. <laughs> okay. Uh... I will remind you where we started, as always. The Durgar lay defeated on their broken, uh, lay defeated in their broken stronghold. Well, some weirdo with a katana or whatever he had came out and attacked us. I didn't know what was going on, but apparently it was a big deal to Ghostslinger because he kept talking to her. Uh, so that was strange. He also hit really hard, but then he like ran away with his tail between his legs. He turned into a tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, then... I wanted to be a tree. Then they took some kind of ring. Bracelet. But yeah. Which seemed important to them, but Brandon doesn't know anything about all that. (laughs) And then we were on our way back out, and there was this big old hole to the Underdark. And I figured I'd leave it be and just go tell the guards and stuff like that so they could figure out what was going on. But then the opportunity to seal it up presented itself, so we did that. We blew it up. Yeah, you made an explosion. A bunch of rocks fell down on top of a big monster that was coming to eat you. Yeah, if was... at first you don't succeed, blow it up again. Blow it up. So, I think that's where we left off. Uh, you did, you did a skill challenge and got up out of the thing, and I think oh, the yeah. mouse came to help you. We had to jump up the the um the bucket. No, we killed that mouse. You didn't like my mouse idea. We killed that mouse. <laughs> no, yeah, that's I fine. Lo- I loved your mouse idea. We we're just like, I mean. Your dog can tell Sea turtles. <laughs> sea turtles. Sea turtles. <laughs> you guys skipped to the part where Ghostslinger did the secret knock and got you back into the city. That was the thing right. that happened, and that's where we left off. You guys saw Rofane. So, for successfully completing the first challenge of the evening, which is leveling your characters and getting through the recap, you all get 1,100 experience points. Aren't I so generous? Darn you, don't give us more experience. You have to do math. 
It's the worst. I love how people call it math. It's really just addition. You have to add things together. Oh, so difficult. Addition is math. Yeah, but it's not like you're doing math. You're doing addition. I mean, except for you literally are. Yeah, but you're I not doing like... In addition, early. You're not doing like lots of math. You're doing one little bitty piece of math. The addition part. Hmm. <laughs> like people saying, I don't like eating dog poop. And you're like, yeah, but it's just a little bit of dog poop. <laughs> no, those are nothing like at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do like doing character math, though, personally, because then I feel like I'm, my character's getting stronger. I've accomplished something. Yep. Everybody has a new number. What's the number now? 15375. Did you get that, Merlin? 15375? Merlin is miming yes because he is still muted because people are still in the house. Wow, we timed that wonderfully. Yeah, that's that's always the way it goes. The minute we start recording, people show up to talk. Read it out loud. What is Asharis reading out loud? Nothing, apparently. She has something in her mouth, I think. She's eating a chicken. Yeah, chicken. What is what does it say, Ghostlinger? Read it out loud. <clears throat> There's, like, a castle, a town, volcano, sea, all cool places to explore. But no, you, you want to go to the boring desert where there's literally nothing boring. Deserts are awesome. They got mummies and Egyptian stuff uh, and oasises. Abandoned towers full of hidden forbidden knowledge. Giant scorpions. cacti. That's why I'm confused. The Cave of Wonders from Aladdin was in a desert. Oh, flash floods. Don't forget, because it's a mm. desert. When it rains, you can have flash floods. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. It is late in the evening by this point in time. You've managed to go all the way down into the depths of the Underdark, and all the way back up you've climbed. The sun isn't shining in from outside the cliffs anymore. You hear the gates to the mines start to come down behind you. Rofane calls out to a couple of the guards who are busy at the top of the gates, and they wave back as he leads you into the city. So what did... Um, pardon, just a moment. Well, uh, what did you find? Hey, that's not my voice. That's not my voice. Uh, let's speak <laughs> British. British. Let's just make them all speak British. Well, I didn't push the button hard enough. Everybody's going to hear me flap my mouth. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That was supposed to be muted. So, uh, what did you find down there in the mines? Oh, I got to admit, I didn't expect you back quite so soon. I figured you'd have been gone into the mines for at least a couple of days. But I'm glad we didn't have to worry about you for long. It's much more comfortable up here at any rate. We found skeletons. Indeed. Indubitably. Skeleton. What was that last word? Indubitably. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fancy word. Mm-hmm. Well, come on. Come tell the tale. Come take a rest at the tavern. I'll buy you a meal and you can tell me all about it. Brandon, I assume you didn't collapse the mines with that big blast. Please tell me you didn't collapse the mines. Uh, no. But I may. Okay. A. Why do you assume it was me? And B, uh, more like we fixed, uh, we made the mines better. So you didn't blow up the mines? Significantly improved with the help of an explosion, yes. No (sighs) monsters there now. Yeah, the monster holes plugged up. 
All right, come on, follow me. Uh, you are all quite tired from your long trip climbing up out of the depths, slash nimble acrobatic feats of skill out of the depths. It was a long trek down and an even longer trek back up. You have the choice now to take up Rofane on his offer of a warm meal at the tavern before bed. You know it will most likely attract a crowd to hear the tale of what's down in the Underdark. Or you could head to the tavern and recount your tale at a later time. Marilyn, are they still there? Yep, (laughs) still there. Okay. Sorry, you're just going to have to listen to our podcast for now. He (laughs) is the first ever... Let's all, how about we just pause the podcast real quick and just all go learn American Sign Language. (laughs) And we'll get through it like that. Hmm. I don't know how well that'll come through on our audio medium. (laughs) All right. Well, Dad, Merlin, is uh, is very sleepy, so he's not talking much. Hmm. There you go. So where do you guys decide to go? Are you tired enough not to go to the inn or not to go to the tavern and go straight to the inn and take some rest? Or do you want to go to the tavern and regale the tale of your glory? Hmm. Ghostlinger, how do you feel about it? You've defeated your arch nemesis once again. I see an arrow with a Z. That's a seven. <laughs> I don't know if Brandon drinks. He's a paladin. He's a dwarf. Oh, he's not a cleric. He's a paladin. Yeah, he drinks. He wants to go get drunk at the bar. Well, you can have fun. All right, with that. then we will regale them with our tale. Oh yeah, you guys can have fun with that. You're going to bed. Nobody ever believes me, so. That's <laughs> kind of hard to take. You're you're really good at lying, apparently. Mm-hmm. They don't know if she's telling the truth or not. Wait, no. They should believe her because she has such high persuasion now. Exactly. Yes. So now you can lie all you want, and they will believe you. And they'll still believe you no matter what. Yeah, see, you were just learning about how to be a a liar before. Actually, not really a liar, a persuader before. Mm. Now you are a master of persuasion. I feel like Brandon might give her a run for the money in that category. Well, you are very handsome. I have a persuade... What's our proficiency bonus now, a three or four? Three. So... I have a plus seven to, no, plus six to persuade. Ghostlinger, what is your plus to persuasion? Seven. Dang, she beat me by one. <laughs> yeah, and that's her not as good one. Well, what's your, how, what's your intimidation? We don't hear anything you're saying, Dad. You're still muted. One. Ah, I got a six. I got a six in that and a six in the other one. I don't think he's trying to talk to us, Derek. Oh, he might just be pointing at us. That's fine. Uh, Let's see. Let's get out of this character comparison. So, you guys head along to the tavern, following along with Rofane. And when you go into the tavern, he... uh, Let's say he doesn't kick in the door, but he pushes in the doors with a bluster, and he's like... The heroes of the mines have arrived! Yeah, that's good. That's what he said. They've returned from the depths! <laughs> Prepare a feast! Derek, I have a question. Okay. So I'm <laughs> from here, right? Yeah. And I'm well known because I have a connection to the king. Yeah. How do people feel about me? I don't know. You're super handsome. How would they feel about you? Have you spent know. your entire life making them into your enemy? Or do they think that you're a cool dude? I feel like... I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they probably kind of neutral on Brandon. 
Well, then I feel like they're kind of probably neutral on Brandon. If Brandon's not been particularly hero-like or particularly not hero-like, then you're probably just kind of a dude. I think he's become more hero-like in his later years, but he was I think he was a spoiled rich brat for a long time. So they don't know what to think of you because many of them remember you as a spoiled brat, but some of them have seen you in recent years not be so spoiled. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So you're just a dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a few people in the tavern this late. It is quite late uh, since you guys had to climb up out of the depths. But those that are there resound with a hearty hurrah! And you hear the uh, the guy in the kitchen exclaim from the back, All right, I'll get together a good old hearty meal for him! Hooray! And, and where do you guys want to sit down? Do you want a, a bar seat? Do you want a big table to yourselves? How are you feeling? Is it cold outside? It's in the evening, but you're underground, so it's kind of the same temperature it sort of always is, but there's a hearty fire going in the uh, in the tavern. Table by the fire. That's where stories are told. I like it. That's where, like the bar of old. It doesn't take super long before you've got ice-cold drinks in front of you, and hot food quickly follows it. Darn. <laughs> Darn what? It's not about food and, and drinks. Diddly darn. Diddly darn? What diddly darn? Is the food not your liking? Diddly darn, I don't want to be here. Well, you can go to the inn if you want. You don't have to be there. Okay, I'm not there then. All right, you're not there then. <laughs> Roll me a stealth check. <laughs> Where's my thing? Oh, there it is. It's fine. Don't forget your new double proficiency. I'm basically guaranteed it. It's a 20. I don't even have to do anything. <laughs> Ghostslinger, as you guys were making your way from the gates to the mines to the tavern, how do you disappear? Are you literally just gone? But I become the tree. Ghostslinger is mysterious repl- mysteriously replaced by a tree. And appears in her room as if by magic. There was a tree all alone. Secretly, she's actually a tree. She just pretends to be an elf. Like her nemesis. Yes, I am a tree. Back to the tavern. Warm warm food and cold drink is put in front of you. And after Rofane takes his first bite out of a sausage, he says, All right, we're all gathered around now. That's not his voice. (laughs) All right, we're all gathered around now. What happened when you all was down underneath? What'd you find down in the depths? Skeletons. Very dramatic for you, isn't it? I I recount the tale. Yeah, you're not getting away with that. (laughs) I was going to say, that's all you have to say? No. (laughs) When we was underground... We have found skeletons animated as if by evil magics. That's because they were. Are you sure you're not there, Ghost Slinger? I know, right? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> like some sort of stealthy no, I tree. secretly am there. Make her, make her take a stealth check. 
Ghostslinger, Ghost do you want to actually be there disguised as a dwarf? Yes. I thought she was a tree. I was like, if she puts the hat on, looks like a dwarf. I thought she was just being like a tree that just kind of <laughs> happened no, to talk every now and then. A tree in the middle of the tavern. What? No, I will be a now, tree. Where did this tree come from? I'll <laughs> just be in the middle of the tavern, just a tree. I mean, if she rolls a really good persuasion check, everyone's just gonna. She rolled a nat twenty stealth check. No one knows that she is the tree in the corner of the bar. She, they just think she's a really good potted plant. <laughs> they also just have no idea where this tree came from, but it's cool. You were saying, Asharis, animated as if by evil magics. You say yes. Animated by evil magics. So we went down, down into the depths. And then all the color was sucked from the world. Down into the underdark. The color disappeared, you say? Yes. The colors were gone. I've never heard that in any of the tales of the underdark. It was very strange. And then we went down, deeper and deeper. And we found a portal where the skeletons were taking your ore. No, they were just taking normal rocks. What are you talking about? They're just normal rocks. Take another stealth check. Talking (laughs) Talking plant. (laughs) You don't have silence from the peanut gallery. No. Brandon, is this true? They were cutting off the, the contents of our mine? Yeah, but we took care of them good. And, you know, plug that hole so they're not going to be able to do that anymore. Although, wait, uh, out of character. I don't know if we should tell them about the portal and everything. You don't think we should tell them about the portal? Well, I guess they're all trustworthy and stuff. I was going to ask them about the bracelet. Okay, I tell them all about the portal and stuff. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you don't get away with that either. No, don't make me. I'm I'm making you. You don't get a choice. So there was a portal... And a bracelet was controlling it. It kept it open. There was actually a rune under the bracelet. But when I removed the bracelet, it closed. Yeah, the, the, the rune was different. That was later. Shh. Can we and hold? There we... was an evil nemesis of Ghost Slinger. Who's Ghost Slinger? <laughs> Zabuza. But once we defeated him, the skeletons fell dead. I thought the skeletons fell when we took the, the bracelet closed. off. What else was down there? What were those other monsters? The big one. Duragar, and then there was a some type of big lizard. But we didn't. Oh, there was there was Duragar down there. Huh? I knew it. I knew they'd be behind it, especially if they were stealing our ore. Dirty, filthy, stinking Duragar. <laughs> The fallen of our kind. So then we had to get out the the buckets. The we, buckets! We used our skill to get out. Because they're so special. And then there was a... That was the lizard thing that was chasing us at the there end? There was a lizard when... Oh, he's showing the buckets. <laughs> he's showing the buckets. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he is in fact showing us the buckets. What was the lizard thing? Yeah, what? I don't even know what type of animal it was. It was a lizard. It was like a large wingless dragon. 
Oh, and then there was a large dragon-like creature that was chasing us, but we exploded the hole that it was coming out. I don't think we should tell them that we exploded the hole. Well, they heard the explosion. So that's what the explosion was. You were blocking up the path to the underdark. No, we weren't. That's probably a good call. So now you should no longer be bothered by these creatures. Demons. We don't need none of them underdark dwellers coming up to here to mess with us while we're working in the mines, that's for sure. And Brandon, you say all this happened? Yes. Wait, why would I lie about that? <laughs> well, use the only one that was a dwarf, you see, that went down there with him. Use us our eyes and ears. Uh, are you saying the tall folk and the knife ears can't be trusted? <laughs> I'm saying that the word of a dwarf will always mean the most to a word of a dwarf. Oh, shh. Dwarf. It's a tad insensitive of you, mate. But (laughs) true nonetheless. (laughs) So yeah, I vouch for him. They speak the truth. Welcome to the tree talk. You all heard it. Sounds like we'll be safe to be heading back down into the mines again. Is everything that uh, Jessica says in character, there's just a tree... (laughs) Just talking to people. I I feel like it's in character. And everyone's pretending like there's not a tree talking to them. I don't know how to deal with her, so I'm just letting her have her fun. You just ignore her like everyone else. She's so stealthy, no one knows where the sound's coming from. If anybody ever listens to this podcast, I want somebody to draw this. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that myself. (laughs) <laughs> just like a tree in the background, just like, ooh. Oh <laughs> like gosh. the tree just starts moving, just like. Tiptoeing through the bar. Nobody <laughs> notices. Sheesh. The dwarves rouse some of their comrades throughout the city. The bar is fairly quickly full. You have to recount the tale of defeating Zabuza time and time again. You have to describe in vivid detail the the number of teeth in the mouth of the wingless dragon that was chasing you up out of the depths. And the tree is still there through all of it. And Ghostslinger spends most of the night whispering at people, making them question their sanity. <laughs> Good! That's my job! Everybody is definitely confused, to say the least. (laughs) And you stay up late into the night, to the point where you see the earliest twinkling of the sun start to rise on the horizon. I mean, you don't see it, but like you can, you can feel the bar lightening up as the sun starts to peek in through the arrow slit windows overhead of Aberdeen. I'm assuming. I mean, you guys could go to bed if you want. I'm figuring you're having fun and. Reveling in being heroes, except for Ghostslinger, who's reveling in being super sneaky. And a tree. Yeah, she's enjoying being a tree. I Brandon's pretty tired. He might turn in. Yeah, I think we'll go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just a tree in the room. Do we have a next Merlin says he is going to bed. <laughs> He's communicating through paper. <laughs> So, did everyone go to bed eventually? You turn in? Yeah. Kind of as the sun comes up or earlier? I'm imagining Merlin kind of turns in sooner than dawn. It's time for sleep. It is time for sleep. Before you head off to the inn, Rofane will tell you, don't worry about getting up on any particular time. I'll let the council know tomorrow morning. Well, I guess later this morning. 
what has happened, and hopefully by the time you wake in the afternoon, we'll have the doors open and have the crews headed back down into the mines. The wealth of Aberdeen shall continue. Huzzah! Huzzoo! And you guys slip out in a lull of having to recount the tale one more time. Right, slip out. Ghostlinger, how do you slip out? You're a tree. I tree away. I, I just become a walking tree. I just, like, walk away as a tree. Okay, the potted plant in the corner picks up the pot, sticks its roots out from underneath the pot, and then just starts walking out after you, and everybody is kind of just looking at it like they don't know if they saw it or not. Or if they've had too much to drink. Yep. <laughs> the tree... I want her to maintain her tree form for like the rest of <laughs> the rest of the game. <laughs> it's just got two little daggers. <laughs> it's just stab. <laughs> it's a stabbing tree. <laughs> a, a tree that stabs. Stabbing cabin. Oh, that could be your tree your tree form name. <laughs> I'm just a tree. The best tree. The tree that lives in your house. It's almost as bad as the time you went crazy for the pickles. The pickles. I mean, what is it? You had too much sugar or something? No. She's just excited getting over Comic-Con. No. I guess so. How long do you guys sleep? As a tree, I sleep for three hours. I only need four hours of sleep. But after not being a tree, I sleep for another three hours. Okay. So you sleep until the... Early afternoon before you wander out of your room and you find at the inn there is a note waiting for you at the door when you wake up. The door to your room, not the door to the inn. Read the note. You read it. You deserve to read it. You never read anything. Ghostslinger gets the note and gives it to Asharis. (laughs) Very demanding. Read this. Okay. Asharis opens and reads the note. It is a summons. To the Grand Hall of Aberdeen. Welcome back, Merlin. All right. Uh, Thank you. Are, are we, go- we are summoned going to jail? To the Grand Hall of Aberdeen. No, you're going back to jail, Merlin. <laughs> Figures. Okay. So do you guys do you guys head for the Grand Hall? So that's all it says. It's not like it is it is a summons. It's it's kinda like a official letterhead of the the Lord of the Dwarves, there's some fancy Dwarven script around the page, but yeah. it's a relatively short letter that says that your presence is requested in the Grand Hall of Aberdeen. Okay. <clears throat> what's the guy's name again? Jin Duram, I believe, is who you're asking about. That's right, Jin Duram. Okay. All right. And you will you are reminded of his name because it is signed at the bottom of the letter, personally signed by the Lord of the Dwarves. His name's Jim, right? Yes. Jim All right, we will go to the hall. Jim or Jim? Y'all pile out of the inn, head down the street. You see many people waving at you. You are essentially greeted as heroes. Actually, interesting question about Brandon. Did Brandon go home for the night? Should I be the tree again? I want to be the tree again. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Did Brandon Did go, go home? home for the night? Because, like, you don't stay at the inn. You live here. No, I got drunk and stayed in the inn. <laughs> You're asleep on the floor in their room when they wake up the next morning? No, they don't have an Uber system. <laughs> in the olden times. So, 
No, they have feet, and you live in the city, so, I mean... Friends, don't let friends walk home drunk. <laughs> all right, it's cool, it's fine. So all of you wake up and make your way down to the uh, to the Grand Hall. There are people that are waving at you and hailing you as heroes as you make your way there. Wait, are the women swooning for Brandon Branderson? Oh, man! I want to take a swoon check. <laughs> a few of them make note of Brandon and be like, I always knew you'd turn out all right. <laughs> I'm going to roll for swoonage. <laughs> uh, it's a 12. Oh, I mean, that's an average swoon. Those are pretty high numbers. No less than... Oh, plus my proficiency. Five, bonus. no less than five lady dwarves with with full beards swoon oh. at Brandon. <laughs> as Wait, he's on his way. D&D dwarves do not have beards. This is a travesty. All dwarves have beards. Everyone knows that this. That is not true. Everyone knows this. Ladies are swooning. There are, there are people praising you as heroes. Uh, you are given... Dwarven bread, fresh baked, it's still warm. You're given some flowers picked from outside on the beach. Braziers are thrown at Brandon. (laughs) I mean, did we, like, did we save the town? I thought we were just fixed, like, the mining problem. Yeah, the city only exists because there's a mine. Oh, I I didn't know it was, like, a widespread, like, everybody knew about it. I thought Everyone was was leaving. So... You might not have been there for the episode where there is a wagon train of people continuously fleeing Aberdeen. Oh yeah, I was not. <laughs> yeah, that that is no longer happening because instead people are able to return to work and you see the big gates leaving town down into the mines are open. It seems as if an excursion party uh, has verified everything that you told Rofane the night before and things are starting to quickly move back towards productivity in Aberdeen, which is why everyone loves you. Okay. There's also a tree following you still. Were the undead attacking people? No, they'd closed it off, but it, there's, you can't close off every path. Things were still escaping from uh, okay. the Underdark okay. and attacking anyone that went into the mines. So, like, they closed it off, but some things still crept through, and the dwarven guards were guarding the city to make sure that anything that got through didn't hurt people while they were evacuating. Okay. When you make it to the stairs at the steps of the Grand Hall, you are saluted by the guards at the doors as you make your way up and into the Grand Hall. At the far end of the Grand Hall, you see Jindaram... In his full ceremonial armor, with an array of things out on the table in front of him, and there are many long-bearded dwarves around him. And he calls from the other end of the hall, Come forward, my heroes! You have saved the city! Success! I forward. (laughs) He proceeds to say forward, and then his feet just drag him along. Head to that direction. Brandon, my good man, for your service to Aberdeen, I give you this 800 gold pieces. Wow. 800, two gold doubloons. He's never going to use it. Merlin, I have for you your completed orb of many facets. (laughs) Awesome. It was given to me this morning upon its completion. I am very happy to also give you this bag 
of 800 gold pieces. <laughs> Ashoris, you will find on the table this very highly specialized mithril breastplate. What about It has an armor class of 13 plus your dex mod. This mithril armor isn't quite as much protection as a full breastplate, but it also doesn't come with the usual hindrances that a breastplate would either. It will allow you to still move as freely as if you are wearing a light armor. So 13, huh? And he hands a bag of 800 gold pieces to you as well. The tree is waiting for its reward. I don't see Ghost Slinger here. I'm the tree! I'm sure she is somewhere being incredibly dexterous and sneaky. If you would pass her this bag of 800 gold pieces, I am sure she would appreciate it. I will consider special giving her these gold pieces. Give me these gold pieces or I will kill you! I'm sure you know best. (laughs) I will kill you if you don't give me these. Merlin, being a man of magic, I'm sure you can figure out what your gem of many facets does. I have no idea. (laughs) It's on the internet somewhere. Don't trust the internet. They don't have the internet back in the day. What is this intranet you speak of? (laughs) I have never heard of such a thing. It must be an interwoven web of... Animal messengers that send data between people. <laughs> some sort of some sort of system of pipes and tools. <laughs> it's basically the sharing of knowledge from wizards. <laughs> it's it's something in the future. And you, you won't know about it. You'll be dead by then. He places in in each of your hands a special gem inset in gold, the crest of Aberdeen, for your service to the city. We will forever be in your debt. Go forward. I love it. I don't get one of these placed in my hand. Because I'm a tree. I don't have hands. Go forward and know all will believe you friends of the dwarves. Finally. Thank God. Now Merlin will get arrested again. (laughs) (laughs) Friends of the dwarves. And we have proof. (laughs) Finally. What will you do now? Brave adventurers, where go you next on your travels? Somewhere. Uh, Brandon eyeballs his bag of gold. <laughs> Brandon's going shopping. <laughs> That's uh, how much does full plate cost? It's like thirteen hundred, isn't it? More than that, I think. I don't know. I didn't calculate out how much gold I gave you. I just gave you what I gave you. Do you let us buy magic items in this campaign, or is it? How about how about we finish the scene before you go shopping, shall we? <laughs> but I want to. I so badly want to buy stuff. I got. I got to deck out my character. Okay. All right. Um. You asked us where we were going next. Yes. Yes, I did. I answered truthfully. We have many ventures of which we need to collect. Oh, wait. We have to go. Can I ask him about the bracelet and mess with the bracelet? Please do. You absolutely can ask him about the bracelet. Oh, but I thought we're supposed to take the bracelet to the dragon. Well, what? I thought the dragon was in the Feywild. No. The dragon lives in the, ha- in the hill, doesn't it? No, no. It went to the Feywild, I believe. Hmm. I was like, I got stuff to do in the Feywild. Gotta beat this undead dragon. 
Is it this dragon? When you bring out the bracelet, one of the long-bearded dwarves steps forward that Merlin recognizes as the... It is that dragon, yes. Merlin recognizes as the uh, gem craftsman that made his gem of many facets. And he looks it over and he proclaims, I know this gem. This gem is incredibly old. I haven't seen one in many, many years. Please explain. But he, as he reaches to touch it, he stops at the last minute and he says, But it is not how it should be. Something, something has tainted this gem. This gem is pure evil. How can this be? Where did you find this? Marlin, what did you do? Marlin! Asharis has the, has the bracelet. With the gem in it. Oh, the bracelet, sorry. I thought you meant his staff. I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> Blame this Marlin. This is the bracelet that we found. Opening a portal to... The Death. Shadow fell. Hmm. All the skeletons we're going through. It must have spent an inordinate amount of time in in, in, in a dark, but dark place. In order to absorb this much evil and be this powerful, it it must be destroyed. Well, we plan to destroy it. Oh, good! I'm glad we agree. <laughs> that is our next quest. We're going back to the mountain. Well, if you would, I would be more than happy to take a crack at destroying it. It absolutely must be. I don't have a word. Mutilated. Undone. It must be undone. This this aberration to the beauty that this gem once was is is unfathomable Un- inconceivable <laughs> monocle demons with monocles i i think you 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 spoke once before of of having a similar artifact that you you came across in your travels how did you dispose of that one we gave it to a dragon a what? Ah, yes. Yes, you did. You said you 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 had it destroyed by the by the silver dragon. Yes. What do we dinly darn do about this dragon? We need to find him again. Pretty sure he's in the Feywild. To help us destroy this one. Pretty sure he's in the Feywild. Well, then we will find the kobold. Do you have a way to to reach the silver dragon? Possibly. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said before when we saw when we saw the the silver dragon appear before us that you are of Bahamut. Yes? Yes. Hmm. Bahamut's people are often dragonborn. Ooh. I believe there was a dragonborn that was spotted outside the city. I'm surprised you didn't run into them on your way into town. Hmm. Perhaps they can help you to reach out to your dragon friend. All right, we need to find the dragonborn outside. And what of you, Brandon? Uh, what of me? Will you continue with these fine adventurers on their quest? Uh, Brandon thinks about it for a minute. Uh, he doesn't have anything holding him to this place. He doesn't have any wife or kids or even his own place, so... You're setting it up to make it really hard for you to leave the party at some point in the future if you decide that's what you need to do. Well, I'm still trying to figure things out. So I think Brandon well, he would be like Brock there. He could be Brock. Yeah, it's exactly like Brock. You go. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with them. Looks like they need a healer. At least one more time. 
All right, brave warrior. I will permit you to leave the city. Go forth, and may your... What do you, what do you use as a weapon? Flail. Like may days. your flail never miss. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him flailing away now. I love it. That was so I mean, come on. I was going to be like, may your hammer ring true or your sword strike sharp, but no, flail. Your, your axe always be sharp. <laughs> I didn't pick up. I did pick up an axe off of the. Oh wait, no, I didn't. I left it behind. <laughs> <sighs> May your flail always be Indiana. <laughs> Indiana. Feel free to stay in Aberdeen as long as you wish. Our vendors will be at your disposal. We have some very good tradesmen that trade in the in in fine jewels and jewelry. If you need to, if you're looking for any. Any gold conversions? Gold conversions? Don't know what those are. Yes, if you if you want to turn your jewelry into gold, this would be a good place to do it. Hmm. We have jewelry. I don't know. I thought maybe some people had gems and jewelry and stuff that needed to turn into whatever. Uh, I don't like to. I don't know. Like I don't know if I should get rid of my stuff. You know, like I have two gems. I want to keep my gems so that I can like make them into things. Get somebody to make me a necklace or something. Be like, please make me a necklace out of this because I don't care. Hmm. This is the place to do it, he says. Yes. Like, I have a large constrictor snake pelt worth five gold. Why like, do you have this? Well, I don't remember. We killed we a snake. We killed or a snake. Probably the one a- that tried to eat Ghost Slinger. Who knows? Yeah. Yes. Yep, it was that one. <laughs> it tried to eat me, but I wasn't real. I'm just a ghost. But like later on, I might need that stuff as trading bargaining chips. Hmm. It'll be just as good as a jewelry, though. Gold is very good at being trading bargaining chips. Let's just keep the stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're not short on gold, especially now. You don't have to trade anything out. But, I mean, if you wanted to shorten up your character sheet some, you could, or you can keep things as they are. Or, I mean, like, if you want to keep the pelt because you're going to try and craft something out of it, we can do something like that, too. Chicken. Thank you again, brave adventurers. You may continue on your quest and come back and see me if I can be of any assistance to you. Okay. Thank you for your hospitality, sir. And you guys leave the Grand Hall? Yes. Presumably, yes. As you go to leave, you see Rofane on the way out, and he sneakily gives you a thumbs up, like, under his beard, and he winks at you. <laughs> Why is he being sneaky about it? He's, he's trying to let you know you did a good job without making it obvious. Ah, okay. To, like, everybody else that he's saying, yeah, good job, guys. I knew you could do it. Yeah, he's like, I believed in you from that moment that I saw you in jail. <laughs> he's, a, he's a special friend. There you go. Okay, so... My pillow came in. I don't have to sleep on a rock now. <laughs> so, should we look for the dragonborn? Uh, it's on top seem, of the mountain? Seems to be the next logical step. He said it was right outside the city. Yes. Do we know if he's stationed out there? Does he have like a house or was he just wandering? I don't know the anything about him, dude. Brandon, you know that dragonborn are definitely rare in this area. I mean, dwarves aren't particularly common in Angland, 
Uh, neither are the elves. But a dragonborn would surely stick out. If there was a dragonborn that had been outside the city at some point, they most likely would have drawn attention. So you figure that, you know, asking around, you should pretty quick be able to find somebody that knows something about it. Okay. Uh, I suggest we start asking around to see if anybody has seen this dragonborn. Okay, do that then. I do that. Hello? Has anyone seen a dragonborn? And there's just still just a tree following you around. What are you doing? Is this going to create trouble for us snooping around looking for somebody? No. Depends on whether or not they want to be found, I suppose. I thought That's everybody I mean. liked it. Well, uh, I don't know where it's going. Did the king tell us that he had heard reports of a dragonborn or he said, oh yeah, I saw him? No, he said that there were reports of a dragonborn outside the city. Uh, is that a person? And you weren't there, uh, Brandon, but the rest of them, when they came in, there were lots of adventurers who were selling their services as caravan guards and trail guides as the dwarves were fleeing Aberdeen. They had like a little market that had sprung up outside offering services to all these dwarves that were leaving. I suggest we start there if those people are still around. They were yes, probably... to the adventurer booth. And you can do some shopping while you're there. Ooh. <laughs> you guys make your way out of Aberdeen. You go through the big doors, the massive gates that had been only partly open to allow out only a very limited amount of people and allow in no one. And as you go to leave, you see that the large gates to the city are in fact wide open, something that hasn't been for many moons. So are they, like, telling people that, like... Is there, like, a town crier who's like, The witch is dead! <laughs> Safety has returned to our lands! Potentially, but you guys slept for a long time, so maybe the initial, like, exuberance is over, but the as you're walking through the city, you notice that there are some non-dwarves that have made their way into town. You hear kind of on their, like, as their conversations are going on as you walk by, that the the general gist is Aberdeen is is open for business, the dwarf mines are are running again, and it's all thanks to some some adventuring band with the blessings of Bahamut. It's a lot to overhear in a whisper, but you know, that's the gist of it. So that some some great adventuring bands with the blessings of a god managed to reopen the Aberdeen mines. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like you might know those people or something. When you leave and get outside, the caravan of people that had been leaving Aberdeen has kind of turned around. There are a lot of... The bridge into the, ta into the city is pretty full of carts and carriages of dwarves that have turned around and are coming back to Aberdeen. And you hear further conversation that the gist is to tell all dwarves everywhere that the mines are open again. You also find outside that there are a great many people that are packing up tents. Now that Aberdeen is open, there's no reason for this like little settlement that had sprung up here at the doors to the city. So there are a great many people that are kind of packing up and getting their traveling caravans ready to move on to the next place to peddle their wares. Mm. And as before, the 
adventurers that were there are selling their services as caravan guards and escorts. <laughs> so the gypsies are leaving. To all these to all these caravans that are leaving. I want to walk up to the people that are still selling their service and ask them about a dragonborn that may be in the area. Okay, let me let me real quick click a thing. And then I have some names. You see a female human fighter. There is a male half elf and a lady dwarf in the in the uh, the sellsword tent. Uh, I'm gonna try my luck talking to the dwarf. Okay. You walk up to the lady dwarf. She is slightly shorter than you. Hello. We were told that there may or may not be a dragonborn in these parts somewhere. Maybe you've seen him or her or know anything about that. Oh, a dragonborn, you say? Oh, here we go. (laughs) Hey, shut up. I'm not an old lady. (laughs) I'm at least not old. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. I do kind of sound like a mouse, though. (laughs) A beautiful lady. I did hear something about a dragonborn coming through here. Okay. Uh, I mean, is there any more information you can give me? Well, if I remember right, they was, uh, uh, the story was that they was trying to get into the city. You know, when it was all, uh, closed. Hmm. But, you know, nobody was allowed to get in, so apparently, uh, they went up the cliffs. Uh. I don't really know why. But uh, that's what they said. Well, that's what these guys said. I only overheard it. Do you know where they were going up the cliffs? Like, why they would even head in that direction? Well, uh, I imagine it's something to do with the griffins. Uh, the griffins. The griffins on the cliffs? Yes. Oh, it sounds like you guys know stuff I don't know. <laughs> we were told to go to the griffins on the cliffs before. Oh, that's probably why, uh, why they went that way. To <laughs> We were friends of the dwarves. Uh, one of the other, one of the other cell swords there overhears you, and uh, he pipes up. Yeah, yeah, they. Uh, I saw them. They, uh, they had red scales, and uh, they kept pretty much to themselves while they was here. Hmm. How far away are the griffins from here? Um. Well, I don't know that, but I'm pretty sure it was a was a a, a lady dragonborn. Ooh. But everybody else laughed at me. They said she couldn't be. Well, they couldn't be, because uh, uh, they was pretty big, kind of scary. Uh, the, that the, sounds the fem- like Lady Dragonborn. The, the the females is is usually not quite so big and scary. Uh, I mean, I figure. But I when I I heard them talk once, and it, it sounded kind of like a girl, probably kind of like an old lady. Uh, yeah, that's pretty likely. <laughs> I'm concerned. Well, All you right. shouldn't. You shouldn't be. You're just a plant. <laughs> no, this plant is very concerned. So then, shall we head to the griffins? Yeah, to the griffins. You asked how far away the griffins are. Brandon. You, being a dwarf, know that there are griffins that live up on the top of the cliffs. There, you've heard stories that there is a a griffin keeper who sometimes sells griffins 
Like, there's a griffin farm type thing where if you raise a griffin, it will trust you and you can keep it as a pet. But you've never seen a griffin. I need a griffin! Mm. What is with you and griffins now? I need a griffin! How big are griffins? Aren't they like... You can ride them! <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, I want one of those too. Yep. So, Instead of a horse! We I want one of those... I do we we need all buy griffins. Wait, isn't a griffin the thing? It looks like a bird and it has wings, but it's like a horse? Yes. It's got the body of a lion and wings and a bird's head. Right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, it's like the, the Gryffindor logo, right? Yeah. <gasps> we need one of those. See? How long will it take us to get up there? Also, is it cold? Do we need like I don't know. You managed to go really far into the depths really quickly, so let's take it, let's say it takes you about half a day, but it was already kind of late in the day. If you guys head off up that way, it'll start to be dark by the time you get up there. We we can have a camping trip. Road trip. All right, you guys leave the, uh, you leave the, the little, the little camp that's being packed up and you start off uh, around the cliffs. To, to get up and climb up the backside. It's a mountain? It's it's the White Cliffs of Dover. So you know they're kind of sloped from one side and then a real steep drop off on the other side? Well, that... So you gotta kind of make your way around and then climb up the backside. Okay. So we do that. Once, once we leave the town, uh, or the, you know, the packing up of the camp, I draw my sword. <laughs> I eat my pancake sword. I made it myself. <laughs> You're a tree. Shh, no, I'm not. <laughs> you don't even know I'm a tree. So as, as evening is drawing near, the sun is starting to set off the cliffside. You really can't see it. It's like the sun's dropped down behind the cliff, so you're kind of in the shadow of the cliffs. You are almost to the top, though. You come across a uh, a small building. Hmm. Is none of the party gonna question my treeness? No. Nope. They don't know I'm a tree. They just think that there's a tree following them around. Oh, I thought we did know the tree. Uh, do you? Are you? Are you still wearing the pot? Like a potted plant? No. There's a naked tree falling <laughs> you! <laughs> no, it's just it's a like tree. It's like C-3PO. What do you mean I'm naked? <laughs> it's a tree. It does not have those... <laughs> well, you've been talking to us the whole time, so of course we know you're the tree. No, you don't. I've been whispering. Ghostslinger, roll a stealth check. Oh, no. She's so good at the stealthiness. Well, it's an eight, so it would be an 18. Okay, so you guys don't know if Ghostslinger is the tree or not. Oh, man. <laughs> but you do know Ghostslinger is around because she keeps talking to you. So she sure. might be the tree or she might just be controlling the tree or the tree might not even be real. <laughs> I would take an investigation check on the tree. <laughs> oh, roll an investigation check on the tree. The tree. Also, Ghostlinger has changed her tree form several times to blend in better with the surrounding, like, trees. <laughs> the tree. Well, that's a nine. 
and I'm not good at investigating. So, <laughs> Describe what you do to investigate the tree. Walk up to it and poke it a couple of times with the end of my flail that's not sharp. No matter how stupid you are, you do know this is not an illusion <laughs> because it is not... Wait, not an illusion? Incorporeal. You can touch it. It's physically there. It feels like a tree? Well, you poke it, and you know that it's physical. <laughs> Does the end of my stick go through the tree? You don't necessarily know, because, like, it's... You're, you you rolled a 9 versus an 18, so, like, you don't necessarily know if it's Ghost Slinger or not, but you know that it's real. Like, it's physically there. Hmm. I just... I really... Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not scared of the tree, right? Like, I have not... No, no, you're not scared. Ghostslinger's been talking like all day, but <laughs> you don't see her. You just see this tree, but you don't but know that... if she is the tree or if she's hiding somewhere and making the tree sound like it's her. Think about I... it, Brandon. If... I have her gold. Oh, good point. And I will stab she you is around. around. Well, I, no, no, I just like it's less about. Ghostslinger and more about I feel like this tree is following us and I'm concerned. <laughs> Me and Merlin just kind of assume it is normal. <laughs> These things happen to our party. Or <laughs> they just become trees. <laughs> we once trapped what about this zombie. <laughs> I, I want to be like a, a little bird in your ear and be like, yeah, remember that time that she was a demon? Yep. You you really should just do that. Just be got us into trouble right then too. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, I don't know what I signed up for. It sounds like <laughs> you signed the up little house. Merlin goes forward, ignoring the concern over the tree, and he <laughs> starts to look at this little cottage that appears to be a little cottage as he gets closer. It's a yes. little cottage. Duh. There's a. Small fenced area, like a, a turnout paddock, and the door on it, uh, when you come around to it, uh, not the paddock, but the, the little cottage, the door is fairly ornate. It has a thatched roof, and there's green grass all around it, like a meadow. I'm going to knock on the door. We might want to spend the night here. Are there any animals around? Uh, you don't see any animals. Okay. You... Oh, I forgot. You're going to do that thing. All right. I'll let you do that thing, but we'll have a fight over it later. You get closer to the door. I'm making sure we're knocking on the right door. You get closer to the door, and you see that it is emblazoned with an in with a carving of a hippogriff and a griffin engraved on it. En engraved? Engraved. Emblazoned. <laughs> engraved on it yes emblazoned across it and when you go to knock on the door you notice that it is open uh oh it starts to push in as you knock on it uh oh that can't be good it's never good hello and as you look closer you realize that the grass is a little tall like no one's been tending to it mm. so mm. did merlin tell us that uh, the door is open i don't know not yet you guys were investigating the ghost slinger situation. I know, I'm nervous about him going into the house by himself. I detect evil. <laughs> evil. How far can you detect evil? 
I think it's 60 feet or 60 yards. Let me double check. It's definitely not yards. Nothing is ever yards. It is when I play. <laughs> it's also not meters or furloughs. Well, it's never furloughs. That would be stupid. <clears throat> I'm turning on my orb light on the end of my stick. Merlin, I'm you reach up and in. touch the ball on the top of your staff. Yes. And as you do, you realize that it's been one hour since it's been on the top of your staff. So I get to tell you what it does. Prepare to write things down. I'm writing. Merlin, you can cast the clairvoyance spell using a charge from this magic orb. It has three charges and regains 1d3 charges per day. 60 feet. 60 feet. Ooh, how far away are you? Although it does say if they're behind complete cover, then it doesn't count. So then why would I ever use... Yeah, that's pretty pointless. Like, if you can see the evil, you know it's there. (laughs) Hmm, great spell. (laughs) Can you tell me what clairvoyant means? I'm working on it, but my phone is locked up. You'll like this. This will be one of your new favorite things. So long as it doesn't kill us. The tree (laughs) will... I have sand... Clairvoyance. Normally, you have to have a focus, which you do. Either a jeweled horn for hearing or an eyeglass for seeing. You create an invisible sensor within range. It has a range of one mile. In a location familiar to you, a place you have visited or seen before, or in an obvious location that is unfamiliar to you, such as behind a door, around a corner, or in a grove of trees... The sensor remains in place for the duration. The duration is 10 minutes. It can't be attacked or otherwise interacted with. When you cast the spell, you choose either seeing or hearing. You can use the chosen sense through the sensor as if you are in its space. As your action, you can switch between seeing and hearing. A creature that can see the sensor, such as a creature benefiting from sea invisibility or true sight, sees a luminous intangible orb about the size of your fist. Oh my god. You mean to tell me that I can see places that I've been? And places that you have not yet been. For example, the inside of this cottage. Cool. Exactly. I love it. Okay, I want to see inside this cottage. How do I cast this spell? Well, you just touched it, so now you know that you can do the thing. So, next to your orb on your sheet of paper, write down the number three. Then erase the number three, write down the number two. Now you have cast the spell. (laughs) (laughs) Really? For me, these question three, or the other side, easy. (laughs) You can cast the clairvoyance spell without consuming a spell slot three times a day. And every day at the end of your rest, you can roll a, a d3, which roll a d6 and then cut the number in half, to recover that many charges. So if you use all three... You might recover all of them. You might only recover two. But in general, you basically always be able to use this spell. Unless you use it every time there's a corner that you want to step around, in which case then you may not have it. That's cool. I like it. I really do like it. Okay, I'm I'm touching. I wrote the three. I subtract, erased it. Now I got a two. So I'm casting the spell, looking around the corner. And what do I see? Merlin, you touch the ball on the end of your staff again. Do you want a magic word to activate it? Uh, yes, that would be nice. Okay, what magic word would you like to use to activate it? Any magic word you want. Um. Do you want me to look up the Latin for seeing? Illumini. Videri is Latin for eyes. Or, no, to see. I think videri is 
Latin for to see, or maybe that's Italian. It's <laughs> Either way, to see is videri. Would you like to say the word videri every time you activate this? Ah, see, there you go, videri. Videri. You whisper, or I guess you don't have to whisper, but you say the word videri as you touch the ball on your staff. It disappears. Staff disappears? The ball? No, the ball on the top of the staff disappears. Oh, and it becomes your eyes. And you are suddenly inside the cabin, small cottage, in front of you. Roll a perception check. As the tree abruptly walks in. You can't. You're not there yet. Dang it. (laughs) I want to abruptly I'm telling you, I'm nervous. Merlin's over there by himself. (laughs) You guys are too into the- Thirteen. Does this place seem spooky? Or is it just- Yeah. It it looks like a cottage- the sun is still up, but it's dusk, like it's getting dark. We there must be griffins and there's not. We don't see any signs of forced entry or mm, anything. You don't really like see that. anything that looks out of place. No, the door is just open. I mean, it just looks kind of abandoned. Merlin rolled a 13. Merlin, inside this little cottage, you see that the remains of the fire in the hearth look like they might be fresh. Someone could have been through here recently, but... There are also signs that nobody's been here in a while. So there's some cobwebs in a basin. A chair is overturned. There's dust on the table. The broom is knocked over in the in the corner of the room. Like, it just kind of looks empty. You don't see anything that looks particularly threatening. Just that it looks kind of empty. Hmm. Okay. Now, the rest of you, you come up to Merlin as his eyes are kind of fluttering and he's sort of in a daze. You've seen this before when he is communicating through or seeing through Archimedes' eyes, except for Brandon, who hasn't ever seen Archimedes before. He's probably just like, oh, what's happening to this dude? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, am I concerned? Like, is this something common with magic users? I don't know. Are you concerned? Do you want to ask anything of your party? I look at Gosega uh, and Asharis. You like, look at the yeah. tree and Asharis. Oh my god, is the tree in the back? I feel like I think oh <laughs> something is up with this tree. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. I it's may only have a nine it. in intelligence, but I still feel like... <laughs> it's best to just ignore it. I'll give you that. You can still feel like that's weird. Okay. Anyways, uh, should I heal him? Like, what? I don't know what's happening here. Uh, he's fine. He does it all no, the time. No, he sh- he's dying. What? Okay. You don't know I'm free. You can't say that. Merlin pops out of his trance, and he says, There's nothing in the, the cabin. Tree. And then the tree abruptly walks into the cabin. Oh. All right, that tree definitely walked. <laughs> I see the tree went through the griffin door. <laughs> the griffin door? <laughs> wow. Horrible <laughs> pun, I hate I it. I love it, it was great. Ghost Slinger, you see inside the cabin, there is not much stuff. It looks like perhaps the ashes in the fireplace are recent, but most everything else in here appears to be kind of disused. Let's spend the night here. Do you want to roll me a a check of some kind? An investigation check. 
Who's doing this? Sure. I don't know. Anybody who goes inside? Well, well she's in. The tree is in there. The tree is in there. Check. Let the tree roll it. It's an 18 plus the three in my intelligence, but doesn't matter. I don't care. It's an 18. Leave it like that. To 20. <laughs> One. Always give me the whole number. I need to know. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't with a 21, Ghost Slinger, despite your... Treeness. Ghost Slingeriness, you managed to spot that there looks like somebody disturbed the dust on the floor by the fireplace. Whometh goeth there, the, the human needeth no. <laughs> what? It looks like potentially there was a... Something laid out on the floor. Hmm. It looks fairly long and about half as wide. A body. The tree stares. The tree bends over very close and you feel the warmth from the fireplace. <laughs> the tree. Burn your head, the tree <laughs> very abruptly, like, just turns around, like. It, it, the tree goes backwards practically and it's just like run away <laughs> as you go backwards you bump into your friends at the door we're spending the night here I'm starting a fire I mean it beats camping we're spending the night here hey Brandon he's starting a fire and you have a weird tree running around in front of you <laughs> I'm not putting ideas in your head or anything I mean, why would I you get some branches off this tree, Brandon. <laughs> no, no. Let's start a fire. <laughs> well, that's a great idea. All right, uh, Brandon's gonna try to get some branches off of the tree. <laughs> the tree, the tree proceeds to run faster. <laughs> Snap some twigs off that thing, will you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Roll me a d20. I'm rolling a snapping check. I was just going to go out and collect some wood. Please, I don't want to do We don't need to. We have the wood thing to us. Uh, that is a 15. Ghostslinger, roll a dexterity check to avoid having your branches taken off. She gets a plus one. Because <laughs> of my aura of protection whenever somebody has to take a saving throw. Yeah, only if uh, they're friendly and you don't know if this tree is friendly. Yeah, well... Plus four is 21. Okay. Oh, dang it. She dodges. I'm just. She dodges out of the way and gets away from you. Wait, why did I get a bonus to my roll? You did, but you still only got a 16 instead of a 21. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going out to collect some branches <laughs> outside of the real trees. <laughs> what is the sh shape of the dust on the floor that's missing? Yeah. Mer uh, nobody knows that but Ghost Slinger. Merlin, roll an investigation check. 17! Plus your intelligence, plus three. I don't have any. That's not true. You have, like, plus four intelligence, at least. I do have plus, plus four. <laughs> plus four, plus three. You said 17? It's another 17, 21! Yes, it's a 24. Thank you very much. I lied! <laughs> You find on the floor near the fireplace as you go to start a fire that it looks like the dust there has been disturbed. There is a fairly long section 
where the dust has, is like kind of crinkled up, and it is about half as wide as it is as it is long. A blanket. I'll say it's it's about the size of a person. It very well could be a blanket. A body. It's not a body. It could have been a blanket. Know it. A coffin. Those who buy it don't need it, and those who own it don't. I forgot. Don't want it. With a twenty-four. Yeah. You get down closer as you're looking at this thing, and you see in between a few of the wooden boards uh, a small flake of red. Oh, dry blood. Flake of red, like paint? Maybe. I don't know. It's paint. I'll analyze it. I have a, a kit. Merlin gets down and checks out this red speck on the floor, and when he picks it up, he realizes that it is, in fact... A red scale. <gasps> a dragon This is scale? what we're looking for. A dragon scale. No, we're looking for a dragon born, not a dragon scale. That makes no sense. Sir. Are you going to tell the rest what of us? I'm telling everybody right now. I'm finding, I found a, a scale. I believe it to be from a dragon born. What color is it? It's red. Thank you. Hmm. Will our heroes ever find the dragonborn? Will Ghostlinger ever stop being a tree? Find out next week on D&D Tonight! As the tree slaps Brandon in the face. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely Ghostlinger. <laughs> Brandon, roll a dexterity saving throw, quick! Red scale from... Uh, hey uh, that's a two. <laughs> oh my god. Brandon gets a face <laughs> full of branches. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Hey, it's me from the future. If you made it this far, then you might also want to check out our website at dndtonight.com. Thanks. See you next week.